Hello. How now, Steve? Hello, Fint. What's the story? Wait until I tell you. Welcome back to the How Now podcast, brought to you by Finton and Steve. Steve, episode 10, am I correct? Episode 10, yeah. We're flying Jesus. through now. When we started, I definitely didn't think we'd be here. I was tipping away at them like they're, they're grand, like. They're grand. Come here. Grand. I wanted to start the, the podcast a bit differently today and kind right. of use the platform to just make a bit of an awareness because it's been, it's been at me for a while. Right. Um, first of all, I'll ask you, Steve, how are you? Everything I'm good all now. right with you? I'm good now. I'm fucking, I'm tipping away. Um, I suppose. Grand. I just, not personally now, but I've seen, I've seen probably people a bit too close to me struggling recently. And uh, I just wanted to use this platform to just tell even, especially the listeners and especially yourself and all all the boys, boys, it's okay. Um, Speak out like. Speak out and honestly, just. It's not good to let it sit and pretend yeah. that you're okay because I've done it myself and it just doesn't end end yeah. well. So I kind of want to open myself and Steve up to anyone that even wants to give us a... A buzz, a text, fucking anything like... Even, or even if I'm... you're a random listener from China, yeah. America, you know, even DM us on Instagram and we'll... We'll always take our time to to give you a quick reply, even if it's it's just that. But look, anyone, even male, female, child, horse—I <laughs> know I shouldn't have said that, but look, uh, yeah. just no one be afraid because yeah. look, there's always going to be someone there, even if yeah. it feels like there isn't. There's always someone. So yeah, yeah even even. Even if your parents, brother, sister, siblings, cousins, any anyone you're close to, if you feel you're close to them, reach out, give a reach out a hand, like, and uh, It'll just talk be about met. it, like, yeah, exactly. They, they they'd rather reach out now than carry your coffin, like, so. That's exactly it. But yeah. So. Right, I thought I'd started off with obviously. You know, I just wanted a to tough use subject, this like tough yeah. subject, but look, it was it was bothering me, and uh, has to be said, has to be said. But we move on. I thought we'd finish up the Eat or Eat World Cup, which is Steve. All so right. we have our chicken roll picked as our main. First side is the crisps. So I'll share my screen here, and we'll get our chocolate bar selected. You ready? Alright. Perfect. So, out of the first one, we have a, a dime bar or a Rolo. Pack of Rolos. Did you know what? I haven't had a pack of Rolos in ages. I think out of nostalgia, I think I'd take them again. I, I, I haven't seen a pack of Rolos in a good while. Are they still going? I think they are. I don't... I, yeah, again, they wouldn't be my first choice, so... Yeah, they wouldn't be mine either, but, like, they're they're actually good. So, I think I'll go Rolo. Rolo? Okay, nice one. Yeah. Next one, Maltesers or Kit Kats? 
Oh, uh, I'd no. go first. What were you going to say? Uh, you, you can go first. I was going to say you can pick anything because I know like you can get like Kit Kat chunkies and stuff. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not a big Kit Kat man. I, I think I'll go for a pack of Maltesers. What I think of Maltesers is getting the big, the big red box at uh, Christmas time. Yeah. And just eating till you feel sick. Just fistfuls at a time. <laughs> Unnecessary stuff in your mouth with, <laughs> with them. Yeah. Okay, I can. Yeah, I can see the the next row of competition lining up. So, Yorkie or Snickers? Now, personally. I can just taste the like. I think Yorkie is fucking disgusting at times. You, you're not a Nestle chocolate fan. No, it gives me like heartburn. It's very uh, powdery, I find. Yeah, yeah, it gives that. I describe like all I can describe it is like that kind of. It melts in your mouth real quick, and then you're like. It almost reforms into a weird, weird texture. I don't know. It's hard to describe, but yeah. But yeah. So Yorkie or Snickers? Um, normally I'm a I'm a fiend for just plain chocolate, but I think I'm gonna have to go for a, a Snickers bear. You're yeah, not great. Can't beat it. So, the last two from the first round. Or is a bueno, Kinder Bueno, or an Aero Mint? Now, I think I might get slated here. I'm not a big uh, Kinder Bueno fan. No? I don't really like hazelnut chocolate. Even Nutella is a bit, just not not me, like. So I'm okay. going to go Aero Mint all the way. Perfect. Right. We're into our semi-finals, so... Rolos or Maltesers? Um, we're, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for a pack of Maltesers over a pack of Rolos. I okay. eat them. I eat. I eat them more often. I think. Good. And that's what you're basing it off, though. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Perfect. Eating a pack of Rolos in ages. So second semi-final is Snickers or Arrow Mint. That's tough now. That's really tough. I I love boredom. Um, I'll give you a scenario. So, so you have your your chicken roll and you're going up to the counter, and these yeah. are all items. Say your crisps and your chocolate are always positioned at the ca- at the counters. Okay. Yeah. Which one I'm picking up? Yeah. In that case, I think I'm going to go for uh, an Aero Mint. Okay, so that's the first one that pops out. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So, we're down to our last two, our Maltesers and our Aero Mint. And I think it it's going to be an Aero Mint all the way. Yeah, straight through. Yeah, straight through. That's not Bang. Bad. And that's our Aero Mint as our, our chocolate bar for our lunchtime. Is Aero Nestle chocolate as well, is it? Or is that... I think so. 
Because, uh... Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm a big Nestle fan. I, I do prefer a Cadbury's over, uh... Over Nestle, yeah, Aero was part of it. But Aero was good. It's one of their probably their best, yeah. I like. I wonder is it because it is like the it's pocketed out chocolate, you know, like the air pockets in it, like rather than a Yorkie, because I'm sure they're just the same chocolate. There's just less of that milk chocolate on the Aero. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, do you know what? We could get someone off Nestle to come on because at this stage, it's a bit of a food podcast. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. Bit of crack. Bit of crack. All right. Yeah. Come here, Steve. We'll get we'll get the the drinks out of the way here while we're on okay. the topic. All right. So I picked one, two, three, four, five, six, twelve different drinks. Okay. And we'll battle it out. Right. So I've I've kept them to the, the usual similar they're similar way. enough like types. So like two energy me. drinks or uh Pepsi and yeah. each other kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. So the first I have is Fanta versus Club Orange. We'll go Club Orange just because it's easier. I'm gonna go Fanta. Fanta, really? Yeah. I okay. Orange. Club Orange is nice, but it, I out of the club house, I preferred the Club Rock Shandy. Ah, oh, I had a can of Club or Rock Shandy today, so I I can I can understand that. Yeah. I I think the Rock Shandy is like ten times better than the just the orange. Oh really? Yeah. My fiend for. It. Okay, so moving on, I picked. This is a bit of a strange one combination to put or to put together. Yeah, uh, Lucasade and Iron Brew. Oh, Iron Brew is not so big in Ireland. Well, yeah. yeah, you'd get a bottle of it if you really looked, but uh, it's not too hard to get a bottle. Of. But uh, I remember when we went up to Glasgow there, we... That's uh, all we drank. It was so pointless, too. Like, I... We, <laughs> we needed I remember stuff. just picking up a bottle of Iron Brew with your Greggs just for the sake of getting a bottle of Iron Brew. Yeah, because we were in Glasgow. But no. Um, I think I'd go for uh, the all reliable in the Lucasade, the hangover cure. Perfect. So next is have one of your favourites in this round. Coke versus Dr Pepper. Um, actually, I like both. Now, um, this Coke isn't in a bag, so. Oh right. <laughs> uh, that might sway my decision. Is that what you're saying? It might do, yeah. No, I still. I think I'm still gonna go for a bottle of Coke. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, earlier think I uh, just thought the Dr. Pepper might sway. Yeah. Uh, this next election might be I have I have a fair 
idea. So a bottle of lint, lint, not lint, lint is, is what you get out of your pockets. Um, <laughs> bottle of lint or Sprite. I, I think it has to be a Sprite. I had a feeling you're not a man for no. any exotic fruit. So. No, not really, no. So next one, Luxate Sport versus Energize. So one wow. of those little blue... You know what they are, yeah, the blue, yeah, the, like, knockoff. Like a, a euro or whatever, and the yeah. Lucas Ace Board's like 150 or 2 euros. That's the one. Well, I, I, you're gonna ha- I'd say it has to be uh, Lucas Ace Board, like... Go with the original. old, reliable. Yeah. Although the blue energized one's not bad. But no? It was, yeah, it's, it's alright. But if I was to go orange energizer versus uh, orange Lucas Ace Board... You're going. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Um, right. We're going with the last two of the first round. And these are drinks you get in cartons. So we're going Ribena and an old Capri Sun. Oh man. That I knew brings... this would be this one what is always a tough one. That brings back just pure nostalgia. Used to go to like the cool camps or whatever. Used to get a Capri Sun inside my lunchbox. So I think I'm gonna go for the nostalgic route and go Capri Sun. Perfect. Right. So I'll read you out what you have left. So you've a Fanta, a Lucasade. Uh, we've a bottle of Coke, bottle of Sprite, Lucasade Sport, and a Capri Sun. So I'm gonna get you to pick. Two numbers ranging from one to six. Uh, we'll go uh, two and five. Two. Oh. So you have number two is LucasAid original. Look at it. And number five is LucasAid Sport. Oh, sh- Man, that's actually tough. I actually wonder what is the better selling product oh it has to be Lucas 8 Sport I'd say I don't know it depends because for for ages they used to just do the two euro bottles of of Lucas 8 yeah and they'd always be what I'd pick up quicker than a bottle of Lucas 8 Sport so I don't know yeah I'd, if I'm hanging in the morning or dying the next day uh, Lucas 8 just Goes down the tree, like. Are you going the orange original or the red one? Oh, uh, probably the original. Okay, that's a shout. But I'm going to have to get you to choose between. That's, that's really tough. I'd, I'm going to have to gonna have to go for the fizzy Luke's head. Perfect, so we're going Luke's head original. Yeah. Perfect. So I'll go. I'll pick this one next. Sprite versus Fanta. That's tough enough. But I think I'm. I'm gonna go Fanta. Okay, so Sprite is gone. Perfect. So we have Coke versus a Capri Sun. I'm a 
Coke, Coke all day. Coke. Yeah. Okay, so because I've ch- chosen twelve, twelve drinks, it's left us with three left over, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna give you what they are. So Coke, Fanta, and a Lukeshead original. I'm gonna give them each a number from one to three. Right. And. I'm going to get you to eliminate one without knowing what they are. If you get what their number yeah, is, yeah. and then we can go through to the final. Right. Uh, we get rid of get rid of number one. Yeah, positive. Yeah. Okay. So you eliminated the good old Luke said. So your hangovers are in serious bother here now. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm dying. So um, you left yourself with a Fanta or a Coke. Ooh. Yeah, I, it's probably gonna be uh my new my new hangover is gonna be a hangover cures at Coke Zero. There we go. And that's it, Steve's lunchtime special world cup edition is done so we had episode one was your chicken, chicken roll. roll episode yeah. two hunky dory's buffalo flavor yeah your chocolate bar of choice is arrow mint and you're going with a coke zero i presume yeah happy days it yes. took us long enough to get over but we now know what steve's yeah. lunchtime special is yeah She's not a bad lunch now. No, you'd you'd be you wouldn't be hungry after. No, if anything, that's a bit too much. Like, Asher, look, never say never. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Steve, we've spent the last two episodes doing our goals of everything, A to Z, with Josh. Now he's not yeah. with us today. It's just the two of us. But yeah. I thought I'd change it up and move away, obviously, from the food and the TikTok references. I don't know. I don't think you'd move away too far away from the TikTok references now. I TikTok but, is my uh, life at this stage. Um, I decided we could talk about probably some of the most unsolved mysteries in the world. Okay. So I have seven of the most popular ones. Right. And I have another one that I found quite interesting. So Okay, yeah. We'll have a bit of a chat, we'll free ball it, we'll see what you think, we'll see what I think, and we'll leave it up to the listeners as well. Okay, sounds good. So first one, Amelia Earhart's disappearance. I'll give you a little background. Okay. So says here a pioneer of aviation. Disappeared in 1937 in the Pacific Ocean. Uh, and pretty much no trace of her plane or body. Okay. So Now, obviously, things were a lot different in, in the 30s, but... Yeah. The, was her was plane just a propeller plane? There was no engine as such, was the, it? Or there, it was like a... It was probably the start of the... Engine plan. Yeah. Yeah. No, 
Because I remember, I don't, I don't, it mustn't have been Amelia Earhart because it's the, she was well, the Pacific Ocean you're after saying. But I remember, you know, like the Bermuda Triangle kind of thing and a load of planes just disappear from there. Yeah, I don't know if that's similar enough yeah. location or. Well, so, it's the, the other side of America. Oh, yeah, the Bermuda Triangle, I think, is on the. Like the island side, yeah, like Hawaii, I, yeah. and no, no, that's Pacific Ocean. It's on the Atlantic Ocean, I think. Above, sure? like below, below Cuba, I think. Yeah, near near Florida. If I'm not gravely mistaken, I might be. And that's where Haiti and yeah, I think, think Hawaii. Yeah. No, Hawaii's on Pacific Ocean. I'm pretty sure. It's Cuba, on the right hands. Yeah, on the right, right is, on the right is Cuba. On the left is Hawaii. Where? Oh, it is. It's on the yeah. left of Mexico, yeah. Yeah, yeah. On the left of Mexico? Hmm. Well, maybe I was wrong, so. And then you're talking about the Caribbean islands being on the right. Oh, what? Mexico. Hawaii? Hawaii, yeah, yeah. The Caribbean Hawaii's on the yeah. left. Yeah, yeah. Bermuda's on the right. I'm looking at it here. It's pretty much right of Florida, dead straight, like above Puerto Rico, In if you could make a square out of that. Yeah, pretty much. Next one. Uh, the yeah, Jack but what, the Ripper. Huh? Yeah, what were you thinking about, Amelia? Did you. Well, I don't know. Like, I. Because you don't hear many stories about the Pacific Ocean kind of planes going down, but like, there's no. I'd say the only thing is there's no real islands except for like Hawaii from there to fucking Russia or unless, Japan or whatever. Yeah, unless she did just but it it was different back then, like in the thirties yeah. I'm pretty sure. Something went missing, gone good luck. Yeah. They didn't have the technology, the radar technology to No. So So the second mystery and it's only over the water from us, is Jack the Ripper's identity. Now, I pretty this is probably like the most known serial killer yeah. ever. Uh, shocked the world in 1988, or 1888, sorry, and has okay. never been, uh, it, the identity has never been found of this person. I think it's a bit bizarre yeah. That it hasn't, but I can only imagine what it was like in the 1800s. I was gonna say there was a uh, was there a theory or something that he was, oh his he was mother was like he was an only child or and his mother it was just him and his mother and I think his mother passed away and then he was like an orphan, and okay. then uh, then yeah then he grew up. And then he was a, a serial killer. A serial killer then or something. Or did his mother get killed or something? And then he went on a mad one then or something. I, that, I think that was a theory at one stage. But uh, yeah, I think... Too, uh, I definitely know the BBC love to make a, every couple of years a brand new series on it, trying to discover yeah. who it is. But, um, but he, how... Do you, do you don't have any facts on, on him there, no? No, I just have a brief little description. Um, 
of what the the case is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you know, maybe we could do, do an episode many, on. Do you know how many people they killed? Like how? No. I don't. Give me two seconds. The power of Google. I'm sure, if they can't five. But oh, so then, what what does it take to become a serial killer? I presume well, well, more than one. But like, so if I if you go off and kill two two, are you a serial killer then? Like, what defines a serial killer? Because I wouldn't say five is that many, especially considering now you have a few there that are fucking not jobs three or kill. more killings. Oh, is that what the serial killer is? Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, there's a few few psychopaths there that have 12 or 13, like. Definitely. So, number three, the Loch Ness Monster. Uh, well, do you believe it's real or not? I don't know. There's, it's, it comes down to that kind of, like, why does everyone's phone just happen to go blurry yeah. the minute they, they want to see or take a picture of something? But... Like, I... I I wouldn't... I wouldn't say it's a Loch, Loch Ness or something, like a, a completely different animal, but I, I'd nearly say it's like a big whale kind of a yoke. Now, I don't know how it got in Loch Ness, but like, I I could see it being a a big whale that's just living on in there. A whale with a big long neck on it, like. I I I don't I I wouldn't say. Like, I quick Google. Of, quick Google. Yeah, and see, cause like I remember watching something a couple of years ago, and like. They were, they came to this hypothesis of that it was a a creature from a different dimension, <laughs> and that yeah. the Loch Ness just happened to have a portal in the middle of it, and the thing would swim in and out of the portal, creating obviously these um, do you know these appearances of said okay. creature. Yeah, but. Uh, Tell me when you've looked at a couple of pictures. Yeah. Or I looked at a couple of pictures. When it first comes out of the water, it looks like a big snake head kind of thing. It looks like an elephant's trunk almost. Yeah. Well, that's the only ones you kind of see. Then there's a few few ones that have the body, but I don't think they're real pictures. Yeah, I get you. Well, do you think it's real? Uh, I wouldn't surprise me now, yeah. I'd say, I'd say it could be real. Oh, like, what it is exactly, I don't know, but. But I wonder when the last, like, sighting has sighting been. Sighting is, yeah. Because a lot of them started when, like, do you know. Yeah, cameras first came out or whatever. Or you had to sit there for three hours and sketch it out, like. But... Yeah. But, yeah. Um... Ready to move on? Yeah, yeah. I might uh, mispronounce this name, but Voynich Man- Manuscript. 
definitely got the second one wrong, wrong unnecessarily. But so, little description: the Voynich manuscript is a strange illustrated book that was written in an unidentified language and script. It has baffled scholars and code breakers for generations. Its components and and utility are still unknown to this day. So, yeah, that's the that's the first I ever heard about that. Yeah, I've heard. I thought it was going to be like your one Baba Yanka, you know the uh the woman that used to pre- like predict what was going to happen in the oh, world. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, no, never heard of that one now. Yeah, that's interesting. Like the way they still haven't been able to decode uh, the language. Do you think it's just gibberish and someone just went, ah, I'll yeah, some, someone, someone in a couple of the, the early 80s was on a, on a mad one, like, and just started scribbling. Had a bit too much moonshine and got a pencil. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. It, know, it could like, be that, it's... or it could be, like, something from the Alexandria Library or whatever that got burnt down. Do you remember they used to have the fucking, or apparently had the load of books and knowledge of the past and everything, and they got burnt, burnt out crisp. See, I'm starting, like, I don't want to sound crazy, but I'm starting to believe in, like, lost civilizations a lot more since. Oh, they're 100% real. They have to be, because there's, like, so many geologists have been kind of disproven, even with, like, soil samples and, like, but it's very hard to accept something when they've gone and made a whole career off it. So yeah, I don't that's, know. that's the thing. Like they, they, they've been taught and are teaching and have are learning uh, a certain way, and anything that disproves it is very hard. Yeah, to prove because they've been taught that way that it's wrong or whatever. I get you. Yeah, I don't know. It's just. Like, yeah. it then makes you wonder what's actually out in the world. Yeah. But do you, do you know, though, there's a there's an island, I think, off of, I want to say South America, and it's their people haven't, they've been found, like, with drones and stuff or whatever, and planes, pictures, and satellite images or whatever, but, uh, they won't let any foreigners on their on their so thing. They haven't they, been colonized. They, they haven't been colonized. Like yeah, the I've, anyone that comes on their island is killed. Like I've heard. Yeah, I've heard something about. I, it. I I can't remember the name of the tribe of people now, but yeah, they've been. But they completely live off the land, like and it's all there's no there's no nothing like. Yeah, I I do know recently. I don't know. Well, I did see it. I don't know if it's real or not, but there was like a couple of hundred islands found off the coast of Japan all of a sudden. Okay. But like, how does one country... I know there's some some parts of the world that are extremely remote. Yeah. But you don't just go, oh, here's a couple of hundred islands. Yeah, it's weird too with the the water levels are actually rising like you think you'd be finding 
less islands. Unless there is some volcano down there that's continuously building. Unless they're actually decreasing. Because I know that the earth kind of goes in cycles where it'll heat up and cool down. Hence why you get your... Like your big freezes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, the ice age and the big bang and stuff. Mm. But anyway, do you know talking about uh, disappearing islands? There's apparently an island off the coast of Galway and Mayo there into the Atlantic, and uh, it was written about by like Viking times and. Uh, Roman times or whatever when they were exploring and it's never been found since there's a map of Ireland with, with this island off the off the coast and it's just not found oh yeah They're just not there now these days that so, is quite strange yeah there's one for you yeah the name of the island is uh, High Brazil High Brazil and, uh, yeah, Brazil, also known as High Brazil, and several other variants, is a phantom island said to lie in the Atlantic Ocean west of Ireland. Strange. Yeah, many Irish myths describe it as a cloud, cloud as it. Many Irish myths described it as cloaked in mist, except for one day every seven years, where it becomes visible but cannot be reached. I have heard about this. Yeah, mad one, like. So, Steve, you were talking about your strange disappearing islands, right? Yeah. This leads into the mystery I chose to talk today about. So, right. it's the strange disappearance of D.B. Cooper. Okay. Have you ever heard this? No. Does it sound familiar to you? doesn't sound at all. So, this happened on a, a Wednesday in November 1971. So, you ready? We're going back. A... Right. What, are we going yeah. back 50 years now? Jesus, yeah. That long. A man identified as Daniel Cooper bought a $20 one-way ticket on, on Northwest Airlines on flight 305 from Portland. So, this was going to... The flight was going to from Oregon to Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Cooper was described as a man in his 40s wearing a business suit and an overcoat, brown shoes, a white shirt, and a black tie. Quite men in bla- black spec, isn't he? Yeah. Like, keeping the mystery kind of might rob you, might help you. Don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. He also carried a briefcase and a brown paper bag. I'll give you... Okay. i give you... <laughs> trying to guess what's in them i don't know but i'd say the briefcase uh i'd say a fucking load of guns and money in the paper bag was he's american two donuts fair enough before the flight (laughs) (laughs) i don't see it i don't know what's up what's in them so i'm gonna leave that off that's why i asked you yeah, and yeah we'll see what the audience think so guys if you're you follow us on instagram and you're listening to this give us a dm and let us know what uh 
DB Cooper yeah. has in his brown paper bag. Brown boom. Brown paper bag and briefcase. So before the flight took off, he ordered a bourbon and soda from a flight attendant. After the plane was airborne, Cooper handed the flight attendant a note. What do you think's on the note, Steve? Uh, his phone number. He's trying to pick up bitches while he's uh, up in the air. Yeah. So, at first, she just put it in her pocket without looking at it, but then... She thought it was his phone number, too. I'd say, by the sounds of it, she did. Um, But... Cooper told her, Miss, you better look at the note. I have a bomb. He's going That's... in guns blazing with, with a bomb on planes. Yeah. So Cooper then told her the bomb was in his briefcase. Ah, we do uh, find out what's in the briefcase. Oh, okay. uh, guns, bomb, same thing. And uh, where am I? So there's a bomb in his briefcase. Asked her to sit next to him. Oh, going in. He's going in for a shift while he has the bomb. So he opened the briefcase to reveal red colored sticks surrounded by an array of wires. Chap brought dynamite in with him. Yeah. So Cooper told the flight attendant to write down everything he was saying and then take it to the captain. The note said, I want 200. Thousand by five PM in cash exclusively in twenty dollar bills in a black no sorry in a knapsack so a gear bag yeah I, I think from here and other versions of this like two hundred thousand back then was quite a lot of money yeah but anyway he's going he's going out guns blazing so. It also said, I want two two back parachutes and two front par- parachutes. When we land, I want the fuel truck ready to refuel. No funny stuff or I'll do the job. Every villain in every movie back then kind of had that phrase, no funny business. Yeah. What it's sort of job is he going to do? Anyway, the FBI got involved, right? So they assembled the ransom money from several Seattle area banks and the Seattle police obtained the parachutes from a local skydiving school. So when Cooper claimed his demands were met, he allowed all the passengers and some of the crew to exit the airplane. So he was sound enough. Yeah. He told... So Cooper told the remaining crew to refuel the plane and chart a course to Mexico City while staying below 10,000 feet. So the man's going to blow all his money out, out in Mexico City. During the flight, Cooper put on a pair of dark wraparound sunglasses, which would make it into the official sketch and become famous to anyone investigating the case. So, a little after 8pm, at somewhere in between Seattle and Reno, Nevada, Cooper jumped out of the rear of the plane with two of the parachutes and the money, and he was never seen again. What a fucking cunt. What a mad bastard. 
I want to be a lunatic jumping out of the plane. I, I, what I don't understand is why you got two back ones and two front ones. Was he, like... Was he planning on taking four people with him, three, four people with him, or... Well, I'd say, I'd say one was used for the money. Maybe. I, I don't know, know, he wouldn't. He would have carried that anyway, would he, Muddy, not? Could you have not held on to the money? I don't know if you could pull the, pull the, pull the release. Yeah. And hold on to the money at the same time, is the only thing. But then he... You said he went out there with his. He brought all the parachutes out with him and the bag of money. Like, yeah. So, so let me see how many parachutes. He went out the back door with two of the parachutes. So he left them high and dry. So he. But now it didn't say how many crew yeah, he, he kept on the plane. But I presume. Okay, so yeah, maybe he he left. Maybe he had three other crew or something. But that leaves one lad stuck. Why? He has one himself. Yeah, he took two parachutes. Oh, he did, yeah. All right, well, then he's fucked. So, despite an expensive, expansive manhood over... And it took has been 45 years of searching. No conclusion has been made of the man's identity. And it's called one of the greatest cold cases in FBI and U.S. history. Well, how, do you... Like, I still don't get how they didn't go in guns blazing and catch him. Yeah, especially after he released the, everyone, like... Like, if, Charlie... Surely they could have just, like... Yeah. I don't know. That's a weird one. But do you think yeah. he, he missed survived the jump? Did he make it oh, to... I, uh, I, if one parachute wasn't safe enough, I'd say the two would have worked. Yeah. See, dear, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's why you bought them. Unless one is for the, the money, like you said. Yeah, well, that, it'll be hard then, like, because if he pulls that when he comes out and lets the money off... He hasn't an exact location. Of yeah, it, yeah. He, he'd be fucking... He could goes the wind there and it could go like because he has no control over the the shoot is the only thing like but he had it he has it in a, a duffel bag like so he could have strapped that on his back as well and then take the used front the parachute front parachute then yeah maybe yeah you never know but then what, what are the other two we brought with him for like just for the crack I'll Imagine there was another plane outside of that plane that was flying along with it, like, and he jumped onto the plane. So you're talking, like, Vin Diesel kind of shit. Yeah, 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 just fucking mad, mad stuff now altogether. And he, he just didn't need the parachutes at all, really. I mean, unless there was, like, a boat that would kind of just... Yeah, pick him up at the bottom or something. Yeah. Some James Bond shit. Some James Bond shit. He he does sound like James Bond though, the way you described him when he's fucking business suit on, like With the business the, suit on and the, the the dress shoes and then the trench coat over top. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's a bit. It's a bit and what did you like, say this was? Seven in seventy two or something. Nineteen seventy one. Yeah, in November. Mad. It's it's actually crazy now to think that uh, 
since 9-11 in 2001 the airport security like the yeah, yeah that's when that's when everything went fucking sealed tight like that was uh, that was the big one because what was it five or six planes got t- taken over that time it kept her. I, I don't know. I don't know the whole details about nine yes. eleven, but I presume that's another one. There's a, a conspiracy theory about that that it might have been an inside job, like uh, especially yeah. the twin tower bit. They're always go to is inside job. Using, yeah, sure. I don't know. It's like that accountant. Uh, college assignment I failed it had to be an inside job for me to fail it wasn't it <laughs> yeah it must have been but yeah right Steve that was uh, <laughs> that was our episode on some unsolved mysteries hope you enjoyed listening to it and especially to our guests hope you enjoyed listening to it guys um, I suppose we appreciate the, the little bit of support we get from every one of you and yeah I suppose Steve take us out alright mind yourself we'll talk to you again good, good luck, luck.